Welcome to the Major Gifts Fundraiser podcast with Clark Van Deventer. I'm Monica, and we're excited to have the opportunity to help you raise more money for your nonprofit than you ever thought possible by developing deeper and more meaningful relationships with your donors. This podcast is designed to get you thinking, to challenge you, to inspire you, and to give you some practical tools that you can use right now in your work as a fundraiser. If you hear something that you'd like to learn more about, or if Clark mentions a resource you'd like to get your hands on, just email me. My email address is monica at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. That's monica, M-O-N-I-C-A, at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. We offer a variety of services to nonprofits and development professionals, from DIY, that's do-it-yourself, to DWY, done with you, to DFY, that's done for you. To learn more, just email me at monica at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. All right, without further ado, here's Clark. Buenos dias, mis amigos. Hey, Clark Van Dieventer here from Major Gifts Fundraiser. Hope you're having a great day. All right, I'm down here in Guatemala. Okay, if you haven't heard... Uh, my family and I were living in Guatemala right now. My wife and I always had this goal that we would spend a year or so living abroad with our kids while our kids were still young. We wanted to have that experience as a family. And things just sort of lined up for us. And there was a lot of reasons why Guatemala made sense. So we're living in Guatemala right now. From a business standpoint, it actually kind of makes a lot of sense. So it put me in the central or mountain time zone, so Guatemala doesn't have daylight savings time. So depending on the time of year, I'm either in the central or mountain time zone. So when we had this goal of living abroad, uh, a few years ago, we spent three months in Thailand. That was challenging. So I was doing coaching calls at 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night, midnight, right? That was challenging and not something I really want to do long term over the course of a year. And then just getting to different places in the States is super easy. So I've got nonstop flights uh, from Guatemala City to Los Angeles, Houston, Orlando, Washington, D.C. So pretty easy for me to get around. Um, also easy for you to get here. All right. So if you haven't heard, we've got the, the killer coaching deal uh, that we've made available to you. So we just love connecting with people in foreign cultures. And uh, if you want to come down to Guatemala and hang out with us, all right, you get coaching for the price of some street tacos. That's right. Just come down here and hang out with us for a few days. And we're going to talk about you, your career, your goals, and uh, and your organization. All right. And uh, what's it cost you? It costs you some street tacos. <laughs> All right. Yeah, just come hang out with us. So we live a beautiful Lake Attilan, um, just a beautiful lake uh, surrounded by three volcanoes. There's there's like 37 volcanoes in this tiny little country of Guatemala, a few of them still active. So it's a beautiful place. So I'm flying to the States on a regular basis uh, to be with different clients, but would love to have you down here. All right. So in the last episode, I talked about how you can't just go around thanking your donors. You're going to shoot yourself in the foot if that's what you're doing, right? Like 
it may be easy for you to get those first meetings just by going on this massive thank you tour. But if if your donors get the sense that all you're doing is going around and thanking your donors, first of all, like wouldn't they, if they sit back and think about that, how are they going to feel about their support? Like that you're just paying, they're, they're giving money to this organization. You're just going around on this massive thank you tour. It's also going to be hard to get second meetings because I, look, I appreciate you come by to thank me once, but I don't need you to keep coming to my house every three or four months to thank me for my support, right? Like, so I, I want to feel as a donor, like this relationship is going somewhere. Like, what's the purpose of us talking? Like, why do you keep coming to my house? And, and I talked about asking strategic questions. And again, if you haven't gotten a copy of my strategic questions, email me, Clark at MajorGiftsFundraiser.com and get my list of strategic questions. These are the kinds of questions you need to be asking in meetings. And just by asking these questions, you position yourself as a professional fundraiser. And your more sophisticated donors, I guarantee you, they have been asked questions like these in the past. And they've given larger gifts to organizations who have asked these types of questions. And so when you start asking questions like these, what a donor does is they file you in their brain along with the other fundraisers who ask those types of questions who happen to be the fundraisers they've given big gifts to. You're no longer just the nice man who comes to visit from humanitarian organization. You're no longer the nice young woman who comes to visit from the Boys and Girls Club or whatever. You know, you are a professional fundraiser. You're a serious person. They file you in their brain with those other serious fundraisers and they give you big gifts just like they give those other fundraisers big gifts. Got it? All right. But I mentioned at the end of the last episode, right, that, that you're going around and you're having these meetings and you're asking these strategic questions and you're listening 75% of the time and you're talking 25% of the time. And this is something I reference a lot, this 75-25 figure. And what does that actually mean and why are we doing it? Why this goal of listening 75% of the time and talking 25% of the time? All right, here's the thing. You want your donors to, to leave this meeting and, and feel like they're a part of this organization, right? Now, if I just come in to your organization, if I'm the development officer for your organization, I just go into this donor's house and I start talking about our mission. And man, I'm like inspired. I inspire myself, right? Whew, like, oh, I just love talking about our mission. It gets me fired up, Right. Like, that's probably where you are, right? Like, you've chosen to give your life to this cause, right? Like, your, your professional life, but your professional life's a big part of your life, right? You could be doing anything. You, you could be completely out of the nonprofit sector, right? Like, my guess is that you're in this sector. Like, trust me, I've been in it my whole life. There's 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 better ways of making money. There just is. But those of us who work in the nonprofit sector, it's it's about more than the money, right? Like we feel called to be a part of these projects, this, these missions, right? Like we want to do good in this world. And so you you are associated, you work for this nonprofit organization and you're passionate. And you want to go in and you want to just talk. And you think somehow that you talking is just going to get your donor fired up, 
right? They're going to see your passion and they're going to get fired up. And there's some truth to that. So donors do, when we've talked with donors about the things that they are looking for in fundraisers, when we've interviewed donors and talked with them about the qualities that they have appreciated in fundraisers who have successfully solicited large gifts from them. They talk about the three E's, all right? The three E's, energy, empathy, and enthusiasm, all right? Like I come into the meeting and I have it, there's an energy about me, all right? Second is empathy, right? Like empathy, like tapping into the emotions of the person sitting across the table from you, across the living room from you. And enthusiasm, like just this like, which is different from energy, right? Like, sure, I'm high energy, right? I feel energetic. I didn't just wake up and just get out of bed. But that's different than enthusiasm. Enthusiasm, this this thing, right? This, This spirit within me, this enthusiasm for the organization, all right? So there is a degree to which there's this infectious energy or enthusiasm for the organization. And there's this empathy that I feel towards the donor, right? That I'm not just trying to go get money from the donor, but I'm empathizing with the donor, right? But the thing is, is that I am not going to go get a big gift just by showing off my enthusiasm for the organization. I need to make this about the donor, right? I got to get them talking. And that's why in my strategic questions, I have a whole bunch of them that are really about getting the donor to articulate the mission of our organization in their words. So here's the thing. I go into most organizations, I go into most donors' living rooms, and I am better at articulating the mission of our organization than the donor, right? Okay, just put this in your, put. think about yourself, right? Like you, you are going to meet with a donor today you're going to sit in their living room, all right? Now think about yourself. Think about the donor whose living room that you're sitting in. Who's better at articulating your mission? Probably you, right? Like, now, sure, there are times that we meet with these amazing donors who have spent a lot of time thinking about our organization and they're just they're, they're just particularly good at crafting words and packaging things. And those are really cool meetings, right, when that happens. But for the most part, I'm going to wager a guess, and I'm going to say that you, in most cases, are better at articulating the mission of your organization than your donor is, right? Like you've spent a lot of time thinking about this, right? This is your life. And your donor, like they, they haven't spent a lot of time thinking about this. All right. So if I were just to, if I were to judge you guys, if you and your donor were in a contest and I got to judge you on who's a better person at articulating the mission of your organization, my guess is that you're going to win. Congratulations. <laughs> who cares? Right. This isn't a contest, but who can better articulate your mission? Here's the thing. Studies show that 48 hours after a meeting, a person will remember only 15% of what someone else said to them, but they'll remember 85% of what they said. All right, so you go into a meeting and you start talking about your organization. Talk, 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 talk. 
right? 48 hours later, they forget almost everything you said. So it doesn't matter how articulate you are. It doesn't matter if you're better at articulating your mission than your donor is. Because in 48 hours, they're going to forget what you said. (laughs) So what you've got to do is you've got to ask them questions that get them talking, get them articulating the mission of your organization in their words, and then they retain it. All right. Then you begin making progress. All right. That's why we need to be talking only 25% of the time. And we need to spend 75% of the meeting listening, listening to the donor answer questions that get them, like we're asking them questions that get them articulating our mission in their words. All right. And then us asking them questions about like what matters to them, what they would want to invest in, right? If they were to give a gift above and beyond anything they've ever given before, what would they want to accomplish? You figuring out what makes this donor tick, which are important things to learn if you're ever going to put a proposal in front of them and ask them to give a gift bigger than they've ever given before, right? Okay, so we're going to listen 75% of the time and we're going to only be talking 25% of the time. All right. And in the next episode, I want to actually talk about what this looks like. So make sure you you tune into that episode. We're going to break down an hour-long meeting and talk about what it actually looks like to be listening only 25% of the time to be talking or, or to, to be actively listening 75% of the time. All right. And talking only 25% of the time. All right. By the way, hey, do you hear this? All right. Do you hear the dogs barking in the background of this episode? Welcome to Guatemala. All right. That's this is authentic Guatemala. If there's dogs barking in the background, if there are roosters crowing and there are fireworks going off. All right. That's when you know I'm in Guatemala. If you get a clean episode without that stuff. It means I'm probably recording it in a hotel conference room somewhere in the States on some trip. (laughs) So, all right. Hey, thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Major Gifts Fundraiser podcast. I wanted to take just a moment to tell you about the Major Gifts Fundraiser Masterclass and why it works. When Clark was getting started in his career, he went to some great seminars and received some amazing training as a fundraiser. His organization got a huge return on their investment because he helped them raise a lot of money. Maybe you've gone to some professional development seminars. You're in a big conference room or banquet hall for two or three days, hearing lots of good ideas and lots of good content. It's all great stuff, but there's so much. The problem with a seminar like this is it's a little bit like drinking from a fire hose. At best, you go home with two to three actionable ideas. Plus, it's not really tailored towards your organization or you. There are a lot of organizations in the room. So while the theory is good, it's hard to apply it to your exact situation. The Major Gifts Fundraiser Masterclass gives you access to the very best development training, but you do it online, in your office, or in your car while you're driving. And it's broken up into individual modules that build on each other. You listen at your own pace. You stop and rewind if you need to. So rather than 24 hours of content in one blast that hopefully you can actually absorb after a bad night's sleep in a loud hotel and a long day of travel, 
you listen on your own schedule. Instead of going home and trying to figure out what to do next, you get an hour of live training with Clark. No guesswork about how to apply these proven concepts. Clark will get to know you, know your organization and your exact situation and help guide you on this journey. The final step is where the masterclass becomes extremely practical. Each module includes challenge questions, action steps, additional resources, and they're all pertinent to your exact situation and the training you just received. So instead of talking about concepts, you'll actually be implementing them week by week. Module by module, you'll level up your fundraising. The masterclass gives you the confidence of knowing that you are spending your limited time doing the most important things. You'll have a system that allows you to track your development activities and report to your board or your boss using metrics instead of just dollars raised. This is an amazing program with the best training in the nonprofit development and major gifts fundraising. It's not just a problem program to get you thinking, but we actually get you doing, doing good development work, doing the things that matter. So to learn more about the masterclass, just go to majorgiftsfundraiser.com or email me at Monica, M-O-N-I-C-A at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.